Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members, members and returning members. Today we have uh, Sarah and her mother Carla, two special guests that is uh, putting light and shedding light on the evil that exists within the CPS. Um, so I'm going to give Sarah the floor. She's going to go over on the horrible things that took place with her from 18 years old up until now. Um, Sarah, the floor is yours. Thank you, everyone. Um, Mom's coming. Um, okay, so to give everybody a, a, um, like a preview of what this is, I have four sons. Um, my oldest is 14. My youngest is nine. They were all mostly taken. Well, my oldest was taken um, May, not, May 4th, 2009. And um, CPS started tracking me when uh, I first started, when I first had my son, Isaiah. Here, can you pull that up? Yeah, um, basically what we're, what we're, the intent of this, of this interview is to um, expose the epicenter, which is Arizona, of a state-sanctioned kidnap-for-profit scheme by Child Protective Services. And Arizona is is the hub of the child trafficking. Right. And this is just, this is going on nationwide. Yeah. Um, like Sarah mentioned, um, her first son was seized, kidnapped by CPS. May 4th, 2009. And they charged Sarah with medical neglect. Um, what we uncovered in our research was that this was a medical kidnapping. Um, when she gave birth to Isaiah, um, her OBGYN doctor had left the hospital to deliver another baby at another hospital. And they were giving Sarah Pertosin to um, increase her labor. And when the doctor didn't get back in time to deliver Isaiah, they gave her tuberlatine sulfate to stop her labor. And what we found out when Isaiah was about seven months old was that he had cerebral palsy. Well, I knew that the doctor had messed up when she failed to deliver um, Isaiah. And I, I called her and I was livid. And I told her, I said, get your checkbook out because you just committed medical malpractice. And what she did was she called a social worker at the hospital. And that's where they started tracking um, Sarah and Isaiah. And what the listeners need to understand is that the medical kidnappings are going on um, nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um if children are deemed to be special needs or have medical disabilities, uh, then it means more money for the state and that's more federal funds and uh, more state funds. So they get triple the funds. What I uncovered in my research was that um, our federal government has allocated a federal identification number for um, child Protective Services workers mm -hmm. so that they can log in to um, the federal system and 
deem a child to have special needs. Um, the other thing that's really important is that our research, my research, has uncovered the fact that our federal government is part of the problem. Right. Because what they've done is they've um, written in the um, Code of Federal Regulations that uh, under the public welfare by the Department of Health and Human Services that children who are wards of the state um, can be included in research. Mm -hmm. um, so that means that these children that are kidnapped and, and, and seized from their parents uh, can de be deemed by unqualified um, CPS workers and that they're medically fragile and then they can also be used at, as guinea pigs and in, in several drug trials or whatever kind of medical trial they want to put these children in. Mm -hmm. um, they originally charged Sarah with medical neglect, which was a complete and utter fabricated lie. Um, yeah. And she was denied to go before an administrative law judge. They immediately put her on the central registry before she even had a court hearing claiming that she was a certified bona fide child abuser. And when her second son was born um, in October of that year in 2009, they took him because they already had her first son. Isaiah. And uh, this time they added more more allegations against her. They were saying that um, she had substance abuse problems. And, you know, everyone knows that when you go to the hospital to deliver a baby, they do the, the tests on, on the baby and the mother. And Sarah never had a substance abuse problem um, because all the tests were negative. Um. Her rights were ultimately terminated with no evidence whatsoever of any medical neglect or any substance abuse or any domestic violence or any of those false allegations that they tapped onto her. The state never had any evidence at all um, to take her sons away, let alone um, dissolve her parental rights right okay so in my case there's a total of 168 people involved there's 35 judges um 13 court appointed attorneys uh this is two this state yeah two states oklahoma and but mainly um the the people that participated whoever like signed their name and stuff um or had like knowledge of it and didn't do anything <clears throat> be included. Um, you know, we're not going to leave anybody out. We're going after everyone. Um, you know, this includes, uh, I don't know if we can give names, but I'll just say the Arizona governor and the attorney, the current attorney general. This also, in, you know, included um, Janet Brewer. I'll just say her name. Cause she's Doug Ducey. Yeah. Uh... Mark Bernovich, Terry Goddard, Tom Horn, uh, there, and and now Mark Bernovich. Um, 
Greg McKay. Yeah, they they all know what they're doing. They all they know the same very much what they're doing. It's disgusting. So, um, so when Sarah, you know, after her rights were terminated, um, the judge actually wrote Judge Christopher Curry actually wrote in the order terminating her parental rights, which is a completely unlawful order. Um, it's, it's not even worth the paper it's written on because it's all fabricated. Um, he said that, you know, the reason he was terminating her parental rights was because the boys were adoptable. So, you know, we, we knew when they took, well, about a month after they took Isaiah, um, we finally discovered uh, uh, correspondence, excuse me, <coughs> from a from a social worker to my friend, um, Sandy Guzer, who had um, said she would keep the boys because we had been friends for like 10 years. Um, the social worker, um, about a month after Isaiah was kidnapped by the state, she went to my friend and asked her if she would adopt Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And so we knew then that, um, you know, there was, they weren't going to give Isaiah back. They weren't going to reunify no, the family. No. Okay. So, but you're forgetting the order of them taking, um, like cust- not custody, but like, um, removal of Isaiah to prevent abuse oh, and yeah, neglect. Yeah. The very first court hearing that um we went to and believe me, over the course of between two thousand nine and, and two thousand fifteen, we we practically lived in court. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but the very first court hearing for Isaiah, the the judge wrote in there that the reason she was giving um CPS custody or making Isaiah a ward of the state um, was to prevent abuse and neglect. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that, you know, he wasn't abused. He was never neglected. We had, um, it was, it was medical malpractice is what it was. And they were um, the hospital and the doctor, they were covering up um, any uh, financial liability Mm-hmm. For the cerebral palsy, um, we had um, taken Isaiah to several neurologists and several pediatricians, and finally got him diagnosed. Um, you know, the doctors were very puzzled. They didn't even really know he was, what was wrong with him either. Um, they thought he was having seizures, and they realized he wasn't having seizures. That he was having tonic spasms from the um, the cerebral palsy. So, you know, what we found out later on through, you know, I mean, I've got two of those huge filing cabinets completely full of court documents and evidence. And we found out that um, they had been tracking Isaiah from the day he was born. And Sarah, you know, um, they wanted that baby because they wanted the money. So then, you know, Sarah, um, I, I... kind of we kind of went on the underground railroad for cps and i met someone in oklahoma because sarah was giving going to have a third son josiah so i took her to oklahoma um and we stayed with this lady out there and 
of course, you know. Sure, psycho. But Sarah's Sarah ran into complications and had to have an emergency C-section. Yeah, and, I was leaking amniotic fluid. And so. uh, the doctors wouldn't perform the surgery without her medical records from Arizona. And uh, anyway, the doctors in Oklahoma got tipped off that CPS had been involved with their first two sons. And so the CPS workers from Oklahoma, the day we were going to get out of the hospital, stormed the hospital room and uh, along with uh, Tulsa County Sheriff's deputies. And uh, they, they took Josiah and then held us out there in Oklahoma for months even yeah. though we, they knew we didn't live there. Yeah. And um, in one of the court hearings, um, the judge actually ordered the sheriff's deputies to throw me out, physically throw me out of the courthouse. And uh, needless to say, Sarah and I, uh, well, I got back in the courthouse, let's just say that, and the judge apologized to me on the record. But I mean, you know, um, we came back and then, you know, went around and around with judges and um, still, you know, there was no evidence ever presented during the court hearings, no medical doctors, no nothing that proved or showed that the allegations they made against Sarah was true. And I know that the judge Brian Ishikawa, who terminated her parental rights to her third son, Josiah, uh, He's wrote, ju- wrote, wrote in, they, they wrote in the order terminating mother's parental rights would speed up the adoption process. So th- this is all Arizona does. They, they look for, for, you know, single mothers or, you know, low-income, medium-income families where the children are healthy and adoptable. Yeah, that's what a judge told me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because they um, take these children uh, by false allegations and then they sell them on the adoption market and the state gets money, you know, and and everybody's pockets are, are padded. The judges, the guardian at litems um the court appointed attorneys you know it's all i i always call it a state sanctioned kidnap for profit scheme and i you know i i've spent thousands of hours over the the last 11 years 12 years and uh i've i've really uncovered a lot of incriminating evidence how this organization this this criminal organization operates and um i know that arizona when well you know before this cancel culture started um we were using social media to you know put this research online and now that cancel culture's here you know accounts are getting deleted and evidence is getting deleted but now arizona decided that everything that you know all my research 
of the criminal organization here in Arizona, Arizona has removed it from their websites as well. So now you can't find it. Like um, <coughs> one of the children's hospitals in um, Phoenix. Phoenix Children's Hospital. Phoenix Children's Hospital um, <laughs> actually found uh, a contract um, that Phoenix Children's Hospital has with um, our Child Protective Services here. And for every child that Phoenix Children's Hospital refers to um, CPS to get taken, um, they, they get money, they get paid $865 per child. Yeah, I'll post the contract now in the group chat then. Um, give me just a second. Now I know out of out of all the states, um, there. Arizona is the only state that their level of evidence um, to take a child is only probable cause. Probable cause. So if they think you're gonna like not feed your child, or they think you might spank them, or they think you know. They they might have dirty dishes in the sink. Then that gives the state the right to come in and and take your your son or your daughter. Right. Yeah. There. I mean, I found the the document that says that Arizona is the only state that uses probable cause. Yeah. But now all this stuff is being hidden on the internet, so you can't find this stuff anymore. But you know. Um, the good Lord, I've got the hard copies and, you know, I've got backups and everything. Yeah, so. God's been good. Um, the reason that mom is talking is because she knows this case like the back of her hand because going through the trauma through the years of, um, you know, what what it brings, <clears throat> you know, flashbacks, you know, you go through depression, anxiety, panic attacks. You can't sleep. Um, you know, you're just, my world has not been the same. So, um, mom is, she's anointed to do this by God. And so that's why I'm letting mom, you know, well, I'm not letting her, but like we're a team and we're here to expose this evil. And, um, our mission is to make sure every single one of these people is held accountable. We're not going to stop until it's done. So go ahead, mom. I just wanted to let everybody know, like, that's why mom is talking because I built up a wall. So a lot of the stuff doesn't just snap into my head. You know what I mean? Well, I think what, you know, when when you're like the biological mother, the biological father, you know, to have your child, your son or your daughter snatched away from you, there's that trauma. And, you know, it was trauma literally from the second I walked through those doors to go have my son. My life changed. Literally, Satan and his demons 
were waiting for me at that hospital. <clears throat> and, um, you know, uh, you just, you're just never the same. So I, I, I completely understand what these survivors go through. Um, you know, it, it, it's a vicious, vicious system and, uh, it's one well-oiled machine. And a lot of our government officials are involved in this. A lot of the government officials in Arizona have um, foster homes. Well, they have a vested interest in the foster care kids right. system. You know, because a lot of them have, um, they own uh, foster group homes. And then, you know, like um, a lot of them have um, shares in the pharmaceutical companies. So, like, you know, go- like Governor Ducey? Um, Governor Ducey is a part of TGen. Well, he was okay. He was on the board of directors. He still is. <laughs> I looked it up. No, He's... they hid it from the website. It's gone. Are you serious? Yeah. They okay. Hid well, it. um, I have a photo of Governor Ducey in my phone of him on the board of directors of TGen, which they are. They do drug trials on, um, excuse me, children. Yeah. And it, a lot of the drug trials are done on foster children. It, it's transgenomal, transgenomal in research, and they, it, it's TGen for short. They have a contract with Phoenix Children's Hospital. Phoenix Children's Hospital has a contract with CPS. Yeah. So then they all benefit from taking these children. Yeah, all of them. I just posted a picture of these um, social workers in Phoenix that got fired for um, wearing the, these pink t-shirts that says um, Arizona DC. Okay. So, okay. So they it call says, themselves professional kidnappers. Yeah. Oh, professional kidnapper. Do you know where your, chil- your children are? And they got fired. So yeah, these people are taught to show no emotion you know they have to go in and remove a certain amount of children they have a quota okay (laughs) literally they they do just like a police officer has to write like a certain amount of tickets um they have to go in and remove as many children and now this goes to the queen queen elizabeth this goes to i mean our whole entire everything that makes the world go round no, I'm not going to say like specifically everything, but a good majority of this is all surrounded through child trafficking, satanic rituals, adrenochrome, um, pedophilia, you name it. Like this goes so like this goes deep, dark. We're talking like, you know, Hillary Clinton, um, Uma Abedin, if I'm saying her name right, wearing that that snuff film that they did of that little poor little girl that got her face cut off in Hillary war and all those police officers were murdered this goes to Hillary Hillary gets a lot of these children she she's the wicked witch you know she's the devil <laughs> Hillary is Hillary <laughs> yeah Hillary she's I, the I, devil I, I call her Hillary but this is really it's it's sinister um, I mean, they're the C. Okay, so everything that CPS stands for, 
is like Nancy Pelosi talking to the, the public. Everything that comes out of her mouth is the total opposite. You know? So, um, yeah, their main goal is to keep the children in the system as long as possible. The longer they're in the system, the better it is, the more money they can get. Um, you know, so yeah, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had a cough, <clears throat> but, um, I'm, I'm done. I've had, you know, I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. I just turned 32 on December 22nd. My dog passed away on September 24th. My mom had a heart attack October 4th. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I've had multiple accounts. As soon as December, I think it was like December 3rd hit, um, within four days, I had like, I don't know, two or three Facebook accounts deleted, my Instagram deleted, and my TikTok account deleted. And I use those accounts to expose the evil. Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard, you probably have, Timothy Holmseth at the Pentagon, the, the, in the, pedof- the pedophile task force, he did three articles on my case and I was posting it on Facebook and li- I literally cannot have a Facebook with my face on it or my name or my case or anything because it gets deleted. And, um, so thankfully the one that I have right now is not deleted because I'm under an alias, but, um, or a fake name, I guess. Just say. Uh, you know, um, back in 2015, um, Sarah and I got together with um, other families in Arizona. We put uh, a packet together to show to show how the our sons and daughters and grandchildren were taken by the state, and we gave those to several government officials, um, like Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Yeah. Um, uh, Governor Ducey, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I got the whole list. Uh, Bill McGovern, <coughs> the yeah. district attorney here, and nobody did, nobody did anything. And that's what's so frustrating is that, you know, Sarah and I, along with other survivors, I, I don't, I don't look at us as victims or targets. We're survivors and uh-huh. warriors, yeah, to shut the system down. Um, to destroy we, we've it. now um, put together a packet. We've got 30 families. Total. A total of 30 families. 30 Arizona families. Fraud, that... treason, RICO, child trafficking, molesting. I mean, you name it. Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead, mommy. Love you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's what's so frustrating is that, you know, we've, we've spent the last few years um, you know, exposing this and, you know, we, we sent, you know, we spent hundreds of dollars on uh, packets, um, thousands of dollars actually on packets, sending it to the white hats, I guess you want to call them the white hats and nobody's done a damn thing. Well, nothing that we know of. Okay. We're just kind of, you know, we're it's like, we're sitting in the waiting room and, um, I mean, I understand the mission, you know, I, I know that this, the reason that 
God has put us in, you know, allowed us to be in this situation is because he saw, he, you know, sees the bigger picture and he already knows what's going to happen. And, you know, I got to give him the glory for him protecting us and, and opening our eyes and causing us to wake up to this because I could not like, I can't imagine ever going back to my old life. I just can't. I wouldn't want to because you're just lost. And for so long from literally the time that we're born, you know, getting put into like daycare or whatever, we're taught a certain way. We were put the video on. No, I don't want to be on the video. Oh. I look horrible. And I'm like stressed out. But anyways. <clears throat> um but you know the Arizona thinks we're going away. We're not. So jokes on you, Arizona. No, I'm not going away. It's not happening. It's not happening. I know that, you know, I mean, we're seeing now with everything that's happened with the election fraud and, and, and the cancel culture and the critical race theory and all that garbage that's going on right now. We, we know that, you know, everything that's been happening in the dark is coming to light. Right. And the criminal corruption is, it's, it's massive. I mean, it's, 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 it's it's global, horrible, but you know, we have all these laws and, and that are, you know, supposed to be in place for on the federal level and on the state level. But, you know, you have, state actors and and i call them state actors and state pretenders they're not even government officials they're mm-hmm. state actors you know they can, <laughs> they can violate state and federal law and they're not held accountable Mm-mm. you know i mean when you know are they going to be ever be held accountable here on earth or do we have to wait before we they meet their maker before they're held accountable? I don't know. Oh, you know, God's God's I know the the I know that America is only as strong as a family unit. And when they step in and break down and destroy that family unit, I mean that's that's the you know you're that's you're the, targeting God when you're messing with his children, but that's the the foothold mm-hmm. of of America. America's only going to be as strong as the family unit, you know. And and I, I don't know, I don't know. I get frustrated right. because it's like everybody's you know all these state actors still continue to commit these crimes and <clears throat> destroy the family and destroy these children you know, our sons and our daughters and our grandsons and granddaughters and they're not held accountable. Right. You know, back in June or July of last year, our case was hand delivered to president. He's still the president, president Trump and, um, Ivanka and, uh, Tucker Carlson. And, um, you know, we've sent this out to, Oh, God. We had All the White Hats, General yeah. Flynn, Lynn Wood, 
Um, Lynn Wood just did a interview not that long ago talking about Timothy Homeseth when earlier I was talking about him, how he did three articles on me. And after I posted the first article, Facebook went and deleted it, banned me from posting it, removed his account, and then removed every single URL that ever came from Timothy Homeseth. It did not matter if it was my a link to me specifically or to somebody else. It just pertained to him. And um, so recently, I, well, not recently, but a while back we did a podcast with Emma, um, the Imagination Podcast, and uh, that went viral on Twitter. I was number, our case was number nine, glory to God. And um, Kathy Fox, she did a blog that, you know, it was kidnapping by the deep state. And uh, so recently, Emma's um, YouTube channel got everything. It was banned. It, It got banned. Deleted. Yeah. Yeah. So they're definitely, they're targeting her. Um, you know, they're targeting um, Megan Walsh. You know, her, what what's going on with her? Bless her heart. I just, dear God, I, my heart goes out to her and everybody that doesn't know what's going on. And um, I'll tell you. Any parent that's listening now or listens to this podcast. Right. Don't open the door. If CPS comes to your door and wants to talk to you about some sort of report that they got about your child. They go off of hearsay mostly. Do not open the door. Do not let them in. Even if there's police officers. Get, Get your video camera out. And I'm telling you. Go live. They will flee like cockroaches when right. you turn the light on. Right. Make sure that you name their names. You have to. You you can only overcome your enemy <clears throat> by saying who they are. You you know, that's the first step. you got to. You know, I believe me, I'm naming Governor Ducey, Mark Brnovich, Greg McKay, you know, all these 35 judges. Um, I, I, I think the reason that I think that my emotions have turned from sadness to just being pure, purely pissed off. I'm sorry, but I'm like out for blood. Uh, I'm so, I'm not going to, I'm not like, I'm not going to do anything like physical nothing, you know, I don't have have that in me, but in the spiritual realm, but yeah, I'm definitely out for God to open up these floodgates, these, these, um, these dam walls, you know, the, the DAM, not the, the, you know, right. For him to pour out his judgment and, um, to, to make our enemies are footstool because we know that with all it's not just me that all these 168 government officials stayed after right uh whatever okay whatever um it's not just me that they're targeting they're targeting everyone every single day and uh, you know their supply of these children is getting cut off i just posted the list of their names in the group chat 
we had a, a couple of advocates here. Um, Wonderful. One one advocate. Wonderful. Um, you know, she she went through the court proceedings, um, lost her children, just like you know, like like Sarah did. Well, no evidence. Um, yeah. And her her daughters were medically fragile. And long after the case is over, and the children, you know, uh, they she, you know, tried to move on as best she could. Went went to a different state, tried to you know piece her life back together. And here they, the Arizona comes back several years later, um, and wants to charge her criminally. Yeah, she's uh, looking at how many? For, 144 for, years? For medical procedures that were performed by licensed medical doctors. Right. Wasn't it Governor Ducey? Or, well, I maybe I shouldn't like fully go into that, but, you know, Governor Ducey's behind a lot of this. Um, he's He, he dots those I's and crosses those T's very well. Let me tell you. Arizona is the most, okay, Arizona is the most corrupt state in the entire United States. And I know that's hard it's for the, a lot. It's the episode. It, it, it is everything from A to Z. It's all, it all starts here. And that's where a lot, because you're not physically here and you're not actually seeing what's going on. It's hard for you to wrap your mind around it. But I'm telling you, everything is coming from Arizona. Well, you know, uh, uh, a, a lot, lot of, of people, it. a lot of people don't know that um, Child Protective Services is a privately held company. So are the courts. You know, they they play off this this criminal enterprise that they called Child Protective Services as a state agency, but it's not. It, it's not a state agency. Um, our Child Protective Services, which is known as the Department of Child and Family Safety, actually is listed on Dun and Bradstreet. And I got that report from Dun and Bradstreet. <clears throat> Hold on. Wait, can you pull it up and I'll put the video on? Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Oh, here it shows that okay. they're a uh, Hold on. privately held company. Okay. Uh... Wait, is it? Wait, what? Oh, wait. No, what? No. No, no, no. No, I don't want that. What's going on? No. What's going on? What happened? Okay, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. That camera. There, I put it on the wrong one. Okay, so go into, go into the link. Hold on. Here. Okay. Okay, do you see it? Says Arizona Department of Child Safety is a privately held company in Phoenix, Arizona. And a single location business. Can you guys see it? Yes. Okay, and that's there. And um, let's see here. Sorry, I want to make sure that you. I'm a little shaky. Um, you know, earlier, I wasn't really sure if I was. I was having like a panic attack all day. Um. And it just gets hard to relive everything, even though my, my, my brain doesn't think about it. It's like uh, 
all the nerves in my body remember everything. So yeah, I'm not see I've I've tracked the adoption um and uh the payments from the federal government uh for Arizona. And like in, in 2008 and 2009, Arizona made like roughly about a half a million in adoption bonuses. And then in 2010, it was a little over 4 million. And then 2011, it was over 5 million. And then we get to 2013 and 14, it's like over $7 million, but the place that I used to get these reports, <laughs> you can't get the reports anymore. Mm-mm. They've hidden them. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm telling you. And then here's their. Sorry. I got their done in Bradstreet right here. Uh, let me pull that up. Right here. Arizona Department of Child Safety, Dun and Bradstreet. Forgive me for shaking. Sorry. They have Greg McKay as the directory director, and it says that this was just started in 2014, and then they say that they only have three employees. But I've got the full report here, and they've got a credit rating of 80 million or 80 thousand. And it, you know, I mean, take screenshots. <laughs> business started in 2014 i got you water yeah i know i know so i you know i mean you can't tell me that this is a state agency and then i found an arizona statute that shows that um their contract with the state um on. May just like put this down because she's like in her email. So. Oh, here it is, right here. Oh, Arizona Revised Statutes 41 3024.06 says, Here, you hold it. Thank the, you. You're not shaking. The Department of Child Safety terminates on July 1st, 2024. So they have a contract you with the state. Hold this camera because you're not. No, okay. I just set it down. Okay. So I don't know. You know, uh, getting back to the family unit, um, Hubert Humphrey. I don't know when he said this, but this is a quote from Hubert Humphrey. And he said it was once said that the moral test of government is how that government treats those who are in the dawn of life, the children. Those are who are in the twilight of life, the elderly, and those who are in the shadows of life, the sick, the needy, and the handicapped. And I'm telling you, this is a... This is a war. It's a it's a biblical war going on here between good and evil, and between principalities. Yeah. You know. All right, one second. Put it like right there so they can see. Yeah, yeah I'm shit. Yeah, there you go. 
Well, that I'm reaching over. You know, I, I don't know what else to say really uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, about this. It's it's been a long, hard road, but we're not we're not abandoning ship. We're no. we're not done. No. We're, we're gonna see this through. Yep. You know, and and part of the problem is is um you know a lot of the problem is from the federal government um because they allow this uh, criminal activity to take place in fact in the last uh human trafficking report put out by um pompeo um they said like 89 percent of the children that are um victims of human trafficking come from foster care yeah and you know a lot of the churches by the way are involved in this a lot of the 501c3 churches um are involved in the taking the kidnap like you know in the whole child trafficking stuff so it's all money it's all money the love of money is the root of all evil and go ahead show can you go into the pictures can you show them pictures of because we have like at least another like 25 minutes what and then we can do show them pictures of the boys oh you know of maybe you know of how they they looked in the care i don't know my grandsons were severely abused in foster care. Yeah. Um, there's Isaiah. That's um, Sarah's first little boy um, in, in our care. He's he the one with cerebral palsy. Yeah. And then there's her second one. Um, we call him Freddie. And then there's Josiah. Um, they took Will. They took Wilfredo and Josiah directly from the hospital, and then there's uh, Jaden, her fourth son. Um, that was just like days before he got taken. Yeah, it was a standoff. There were four, like four social workers. Um, you know, <clears throat> you would have thought that we would have, you know, committed a crime. Excuse me. Um, because there were so many officers at our house and they threatened to arrest us on criminal charges if I did not hand over my son, Jaden. And the social workers were laughing. You should talk about Michael Messinas, the, the, the one that fabricated the, um, the, Oh, here's what the state of Arizona did to me. They issued, back in 2014, they issued this BOLO, Be On The Lookout, uh, and put this, put my, they took my picture for my driver's license and did a background check on me. And um, they put this, pic, my picture in every courthouse in Arizona. Says contact your supervisor yeah. and inspector Finsky or Southrend should you see her enter your facility. And it says no criminal history. <laughs> Subject Johnson has been trying to present her case to the grand jury. 
And I, I did find the grand jury here in Phoenix. They keep that secret. Her daughter's children were taken by CPS and she is accusing the courts of being corrupt and running a kidnapping ring. She blames yeah. specifically Judge Ishikawa and Judge Corey. Well, yeah, they are they are a criminal organization and they are operating a kidnapping ring well, and that's the damn truth. Don't forget about Judge Sinclair. I mean, like I said, everyone, there's 35 judges in my case. Um, hold on. And, um, you know, um, we're not going anywhere. I'm going to continue to be, um, as loud as I possibly can. Um, Arizona's not going to get rid of us. We're protected by the blood of Jesus. And, and I'm going to continue to be Arizona's worst nightmare. Plain and simple. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely, um, like I said, I'm definitely out for judgment. Um, I want to say that I seriously want to say I'm out for blood, but God only knows what they would come up if I said that, but yeah, um, I'm not going to rest until all these people are locked up. It's not happening. It's. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. So, is there anything that, you know, we missed or anybody have any questions? Mom, do you want to? Anything? Michael, do you want to go into the Q&A? Um, here, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like your viewers to see some pictures. Um. This is Isaiah, what he was suffering in uh, foster care. He had scratches and bruises all over his face. And then this is a picture of um, thrush in his mouth so bad, he eventually lost most of his teeth. Right, because Sandy and Charlie, Goosier, they're like in their no, 80s. this they... was the first Oh, it was? Kid. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Josiah, which is Sarah's third third son, came to a visit with this rash all over his um body no but when sandy and charlie got isaiah this, they were not brushing his teeth i know okay that's but what i'm talking about this january 27th of 2012 that was the last time sarah saw josiah right because when you report we reported his condition um and and sarah got punished right when you you know when you do anything um that exposes the crimes and corruption um excuse me i'm i don't know how to work this i'm not used to the whole video telegram stuff but when you go and you expose them what they're doing to these children and the crimes that they're committing behind closed doors they punish you they take away your visitation. Your, they, yeah. I mean, literally, they try to take away everything as as much as possible from you and make you feel less than you already are. I mean, you know, I don't even, even like, hopeless. This is uh, Jason, or Jaden. Um, you can see that big bruise on his forehead right here. 
And the, the foster parents, the foster wardens, I call them, I don't even call them parents, they're foster wardens. Yeah. Uh, we're taking Jaden to the doctor and we actually got the medical report this, that described um, repeated head injuries. Yeah, Stephanie and Jason and Nixon, uh, Nixon have my um, Well, anyway, uh, we found uh, communication notes um, from uh, um, CPS workers saying, you know, instructing the CPS, another... We, we found a communication from a manager at CPS to the lower level social workers and told them to get to this foster home, this foster placement, and child-proof the home in order to keep the placement. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't move Jaden. They knew that he was being, had these chronic head injuries. And it was these people that actually were able to adopt him. Yeah, Stephanie and Jason Nixon, which Jaden only lives 14 minutes from me. Yeah, we we actually know where all the boys are. Yeah, and it's not like we're like stalking or anything. I don't go over there or anything. It's too hard because, you know, you you wish the worst upon these people. And I don't want to feel that, you know, I just I want to avoid that as much as possible. This is just so I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take to you know to clean up this this um state sanctioned kidnapping for profit. Yeah, scheme. that's exactly what is it. it that's um, exactly what it is. I don't is. know what it's, it's gonna take. It is who's gonna be held accountable. I I don't know. It just it just boggles my mind. Arizona is literally on the like like you can taste judgment in your mouth you know uh, years ago i i found our arizona legislators um handbook and in there it says that um our members of the house of representatives can actually they're empowered to charge judges with crimes and the Senate is uh, Arizona senators can actually hold a trial, um, you know. But I don't even think our Arizona legislators know that they can even do this because they're not they're not holding any of these judges accountable, mm-hmm. you know. And Mark Brnovich, the attorney general, is supposed to be. You know, he's supposed to investigate white collar crime and uh, public corruption, and he's part of the problem. Mm, he's protecting he's these people, part of the problem because he allows he's got these people in his pocket, the assistant attorney general to file, you know, fabricated, alle- fabricated allegations and fabricated criminal charges against, you know, innocent people, and that's malicious prosecution. You know, I mean, oh God, I don't know. I know, like, we're, you guys have to forgive us because normally we don't do, like, interviews like this, but we're tired. We're pissed off. We're done. We're fed up. I mean, we've, and I mean, you know, like, Michael, I'm so thankful and above and beyond for you 
taking the time to even you know open this platform i mean i'm just blown away and but like i just i want everybody to know that we're done we're done asking we're done being nice we're that's that's done your time's up you know so i i, I honestly don't know what else to say i mean i know that we had like an hour but would you yes. like to do some q a or absolutely we've got um a few people with questions and if you have a question please raise your hand um the first one is going to be chestnut girl and then kelly eagle has a question after that so chestnut girl go ahead with your question Sarah and Carla, thank you for sharing your horrible, horrible story with us. But um, it certainly helped uh, enlighten me to a little bit about what's going on. Um, I, I had a question in terms of if do you have you ever heard of Tim Ballard? Yes, I sent Tim Ballard. I even actually like had, um, you know, back and forth communications between via email. And they said that because my children were not like taken from the border, basically, that they cannot do anything. Yeah, that I think he used to work inside the United States, but I think he said it was so corrupt and it broke his heart. So. I think he is focusing outside the United States. So I'm I'm sorry. I was hoping that they might, you know, be a a source of uh relief for you guys. No, it's um you know what I I I believe it's these these wonderful, you know, all all you wonderful patriots um that are getting the word out that are sharing this information about my case because the demonic um you know, social media, telephones, computers, video games, all that stuff. Um, their goal is to, you know, basically supervise what you're doing. And if you get out of line, you know, um, you, they're going to force you to get back in line. And that's what a lot of us are doing. A lot of us, I'm not even calling anybody, like, I don't even want to use the word survivor. I want to use warriors. You know, everybody that has gone through this and is still pushing through day to day, you're, you're not just a survivor, you're a warrior and you have oxygen in your lungs and, you know, you just got to ask God to point you in the right direction and he'll listen. And that's the only reason why we've come so far. That's the only reason why everything is uncovered, you know, is because of him and um there's a saying that i have heard in in different rooms and it's if god brings you to it he'll bring you through it so um and it is it's 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 100 percent um a a war uh, it's not republican and conservative or you know democrat republican it's good and evil and yeah. um and that's what we're all fighting right now yeah. And uh, there's a, have you heard of Getter? It's a uh, social media source that you might want to try to um, tell your uh, <clears throat> your story on. 
and and see there's a lot of patriots on there they don't censor um is it g-e-t-t-r yeah. <clears throat> it's g-e-t-t-r that might be another uh you know way to you know get out there and 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 scream from the you know rooftops about what's going on because i, I jumped in in and out uh, during this, uh, your presentation only because I had other issues I had to deal with because I was very interested in hearing what you said. And it, it really sounds like I, you know, God, I don't even know how you sleep at night. You know, I'm really sorry for oh, no, all no. the pain and suffering. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't sleep at night. <laughs> no. Um, that. Sarah, Sarah still has. Um, I have nightmares. And she's got PTSD, but. I have to tell you a remarkable story. Oh, gosh, no. And Sarah doesn't like me to tell oh, it, but I have to tell it. When they took, uh, when CPS took her fourth son, um, we lived in this really rinky-dink apartment. It was, it was in a bad neighborhood. But we had a, a, we had a good landlord. Um, that <laughs> she was uh, sitting at my, my desk at my computer one night. And she was just crying and crying and crying. And she kept telling me, I, I just want to die. I just want to die. Well, that night. Um, Be quiet. No, that night I had planned um, after my mom was going to go in and lay down and go to bed that I was going to go drown myself in the bathtub. I was going to just submerge my head and I was just going to die. And that's not like the first time that. I tried to commit suicide. My mom actually walked in on another time where I was slicing my, where I now have a lengthy scar from my wrist down to my elbow. Um, she walked in and my brother actually, poor things, traumatized probably by that. Um, I was, I had blood all down my arm. I wanted to die. I slit my wrist with a Razor blade. I mean, but you know, the, the the turning point was yeah, this sorry. night. It was this night when when she was crying at my at my computer desk and she was saying, "I just want to die. I just want to die." And I I I looked over her shoulder and I she stopped crying and I well, you said, were on the bed. I, I said, "Sarah, are you okay? Are you okay?" And she was whispering to me and she says, "Mom," she said, "Jesus has my hands right now." And I said, what do you mean? And she said, Jesus has my hands. And he's just told me that he's never going to leave me. And ever since that night, Sarah has been a warrior. And I never will forget what, what happened that night. Because the good Lord has blessed her. <sighs> with dreams and visions oh. and it's a lot of nightmares though you know um after i got baptized um well i've been baptized a couple times um you know things just weren't really right um and the lord has definitely been in communication <laughs> um definitely um since being baptized um definitely 
see the evil in the world for sure. I mean, that's as close as I can really get it to where people understand, you know, God takes you on a spiritual journey and he causes you to see things, hear things. And, you know, that, that you're supposed to. And, um, it's a lot of things that has traumatized me, but at the same time, um, you know, there's a lot out of the, out of all the bad that you go through in life, there's a lot of good. And throughout life, um, your mind, I, I, you know, there's demonic spirits behind that. They, they like tell you, you know, all these bad things, you know, literally it could be from the time that you wake up to the time that you go to bed, to bed, you know, feeling bad about yourself or that you're weak or you're fat or, you know, oh, you should have done this better or you should have done that. And it's just like, this has been one really intense roller coaster to keep my sanity knowing that you have these demons that come and attack you on a daily basis to distract you to deceive you to manipulate you to uh discourage you from your mission that god has laid out for you so it's a struggle and, um, you know, if I, years ago, if I was talking about this, I would have been absolutely terrified if I would have, you know, confessed to anybody, but you know what? We're in the awakening time. Jesus is revealing himself to everyone. And, you know, now's the time to not hesitate or hold back or be afraid of what somebody's going to do or what somebody's going to say. I really don't care about that anymore. I didn't want to be on camera, but I don't, I don't really don't care as far as that. I think that's what's amazing about these times is that, you know, people are waking up and they're not being sheeple anymore. You and, don't have the veil on. You know, everything that's been done in darkness is coming out to the light. And, yeah. you know, that's that's God's mercy and grace. And right. we just feel like, you know, there's a, there's a saying that... Um, you know, many are called, um, but few are chosen to, you know, many, many are called by the Lord, but few, few are chosen by the Lord. And right. Because... I suppose in a, in a way, Sarah and I have tried to rationalize the heartache that we're going through. And, and we strongly believe that God chose us to go through this heartache because um, he knew we, wouldn't get a, we weren't going to give up. Right. You know, and when this first started back in 2009, I'm telling you, I could not use a computer with a darn worth a toot. You know, and and now it's like the good Lord leads me, has led me to all this. She's better than an FBI agent. (laughs) (laughs) She is. She is. I tell you, when you get, when you come across an angry parent, they are way better than the military, like, they're on point. So. Well, I've learned that, you know, words are more powerful than a gun. Right. And knowledge is power. Right. But now it's finding the white hats that's going to take this knowledge and shut it down. You right. know, shut down this criminal organization that's destroying families and destroying the lives of, of our sons and daughters. 
Right. And that's what we're doing. Um, you know, we're going to keep going until um, someone steps forward and says enough's enough and use this evidence to take down the whole entire cabal in, in Arizona and, and wherever, you know, all these individuals are, whoever they're connected to, because they're all connected. I mean, it's one web wide organization, you know, in, in the physical, it's, it's, it, they're all just webbed together. I know when I start feeling a little bit discouraged and stuff, there's, there's a song, um, by, uh, Torin Wells. It's T-A-U-R-E-N Wells, W-E-L-L-S. And, um, the title of the, of the song is, is, um, God's not done with you, you know, and I really feel like God's not done with us. Um, oh, he's no. not done writing our story. Mm-mm. Um, I had a, horrible heart attack on October 4th and um, I don't know, Sarah was my guardian angel, I guess, made me go get checked and uh, I know my cardiologist told me if I had to come in when I did, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here anymore. Well, God lets you know when something's wrong and he definitely But I, I know God's not done writing our story. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not done with us yet. No. So if anybody has any connections you know let us know bring the white hats in on the white horses i'm telling you I know. oh and don't by by the way don't don't think that i'm like all cheerful or anything i'm not i think this is probably just like my way of staying sane right now because i you know I, i'm constantly trying to figure out okay when's trump coming back all this stuff and i'm like glued to my phone i'm just tired of it but um no i'm not i'm just i'm ready she i'm ready keeps, to go sarah keeps me updated on all, on all the news on on tiktok yeah i do that's where we get most of the news now on tiktok yeah the real news <laughs> the real news oh anyway anybody else have yeah. any other questions for those that um joined later we started before seven and i just wanted to recap on the story that when she was in the hospital with her first child, Isaiah, he was born from doctor neglect, a cerebral palsy. And when they fought against the doctor that had delivered him, they were um, fought against and they took her first son. And with that, having the hospital flagged her paperwork, her name and everything. So every time she had a child after that, they just came and took her child like they had the right to do that so it's just a horrifying story I have to log in on your phone sorry oh i'm so sorry i didn't know my mic was on so sorry so um the next person kelly eagle you had a question yes thank you um i talked to you before sarah thanks for coming back on and your mom carla um where are you i got a few questions but i'll leave it to one or two but the main thing is where are you presently like right now do you have a a lawyer I mean is there anything going on and do you get the I know you touched on visitation so do you have any contact with any of the kids right now Um, do you ever get to see them even with a supervised visitation anything can you give us um, right now what's going on with uh, your case no, as far as uh 2015 goes, that's when my I stopped going to court and 
literally ever since then, me and mom have been um, consistently figuring, trying to figure out ways to expose this. And um, so, no, um, I just, you know, I try to look my children up on social media, um, but no lawyer. I, we went to um, some private lawyers and they said that they wouldn't touch my case because there was too much corruption in it. It was too messed up was the words that, um, too complicated. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was calling for, um, Megan actually around Florida and I'll just leave it as this. Yeah. They, they kind of shut the door when you bring up CPS and stuff. So no, I appreciate it. And, um, can you touch base if you don't mind, uh, are the, if you're allowed to the dads, are they in the kids lives or, I heard a little bit on the Emma show, but what's going on on that part right now? Okay, yeah. so the father of my first son, Isaiah, um, I was young at the time, so I was going through my rebellious, you know, years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was a one and done, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, so after isaiah got taken you know years later he got in contact with me and he went to court and everything got a paternity test well the state of arizona lied to the father said that he was not the father and then turned around and terminated his rights and then did not tell him that and then the father of my my younger three um he actually is the reason that my um my fourth son my youngest got taken so he played a role in this and his family um he actually just got released from serving like a seven-year prison sentence for drugs and you know i i think it was like a weapon charge and paraphernalia whatever he was doing um um, I, I, I'd have to look at the charges again, but you know, he, he had got pissed off because I told him, I didn't think it was a good idea that he came over anymore because he didn't know how to be a, like a dad. Like he didn't pay attention to the, to Jaden at all. Just it was all about himself and you know. Well, we haven't we haven't seen the boys. Um, the two older, or the three older boys. We haven't seen them. Well, the two older ones. We haven't seen them since I think 2010. Oh my! And then we haven't seen Jaden since um, 2015. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. Yeah. So you know, I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to hide. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is what it is. I'm putting this information out there and I'm going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. They're not going to get rid of me. Or mom. Keep fighting. Yeah, you have to. Um, you know, there's days that, like, I'm just, I get tired of it. I'm like, oh, I'm so done. Especially when, like, my stupid social media gets deleted. But, like, no, I, I always, you know, we always snap back ten times harder.
so much respect for both of you for what you're doing, not only fighting for your own children, but fighting for every child out there, really. Um, Jennifer has a question for you guys. Okay. Well, hey, um, lady. If I could... Wait, Mom. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you want to say something first? I was just going to say, you know, um, that is our, our, our plan, our agenda. Yeah. We're, we're not just fighting for our children, for our children, mm -mm. you know, my grandsons. We're, we're fighting for every, every child out there. Yeah. So, so no, so no parent has to go through what we've gone through. It's not happening. It's not, not happening anymore. Mm -mm. Yeah, we, we want the system um, abolished. It's got to be abolished and yeah. then completely restarted from the ground up. You know what I mean? You, you, there's no reforming. You have to literally destroy everything, wipe it clean, you know, and, and, then, and then start fresh. But you need people that don't lose sight and, um, and, and fixate themselves on, on, on the money and... Uh, you know, because what what good is it to to gain the world and lose your soul? So you better get right. I'm done messing around with these principalities: Baal, Moloch, Leviathan, witchcraft, Baphomet. These are all principalities that are behind taking these children. And what what's what's the question? Go ahead. Hey, ladies. Yeah, uh, you guys are amazing. And I'm sorry, I missed the first part of your story. But you know, you don't even have to hear the whole thing to know it's, it's atrocious. It's sickening. And this, you know, I've heard obviously more stories like this over the past year. And so, uh, you know, a couple of things for you guys, because I think, you know, a lot of the silence probably with people on here. Is, do you you know, there's no way that we can help you. The system, like you just said, Sarah, is totally broken. And, you know, in a different reference point, I want to tell you, you know, I went to a meeting today in North Carolina and um, with some senators and house reps. I wanted to see what they had to say. And they were talking about our governor shooting down like 69 bills over the past two years. And all I can think, right, because it's raging inside of me, just like you on different levels. I mean, we're on prison planet is how broken it is and you want to scream and it all has to fall it all has oh. to fall and i admire you i just want to say i admire you for not giving up in the fight i i can't even imagine how you've kept your sanity and and you've kept it because you're here so praise god for that because i i i just can't even imagine like I'm, I'm getting sick thinking about what you've gone through so what i just want to say is you know, as a patriot and a fellow mom, I love you guys. I admire you. I think before we get off this call with you guys, I'll ask for some mighty prayer warrior. And I know Sam's on. He's amazing. If he didn't want to pray, I will pray for you guys and your children. But what, I, what I'm going to ask for everybody on this channel, too, is, you know, a friend and I, we, we put it out there, is praying for the walls of Jericho to fall. And so starting on the 15th, you know, if, if we don't see any action going on, starting on the 15th, if everybody would take those seven days and, you know, and I can give information later, but every day go pray, whether it's around a school or CPS or the media 
or a church, whatever's on your heart. And on the seventh day, circle that building seven times, you guys, we can't fix this. This is God only. And just hearing your story again, I resonate with you. We cannot fix this. God has to drop the veil. Right. That's all I wanted to say is. Right. We're just planting the seeds. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I, and I didn't mean to get off that diatribe, but I'm just heartbroken and it's disgusting. And thank you for fighting that. And I'm glad you're not going away, but I wish I could help. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be praying for your kids over those seven days too. And for you and your story and every other story like it. So thank you for sharing it. And thank you for just letting me talk to you. Oh, definitely. Oh, thank thank you. you for the kind words. Yeah. Yep. You're right. This is a, this is God yeah. and God's in control. I just, you know, we, we pray that, you know, he just gets us out of the waiting room here and starts uh, delivering on his promise. Parting the Red Sea. You know, God says that he, you know, his promise to us is not to harm us, to, you know, prosper us. And uh, I don't know, we're, we've been in the waiting room for years, quite a few years now, and uh, it's in his timing. Mm-hmm. He's got something coming, though. That's for sure. Yep. Hi, Blue. Carol, you had a question. Well, I don't know if I really have a question, but I can kind of relate. Um, I have a son who's legally blind. He was born blind at birth. He was totally blind at birth but we didn't know it until he was a month old. Um, I had um, CPS come into my home. I had a, the hospital after I had my son, they had a uh, nurse come into my home once a week. And um, my son's father was a drug addict and very abusive. Um, I left him when Alex was four months old. And the only reason I still have my son to this day, he's 26 now, but we moved around a lot. And I mean a lot. Um, I never stayed in one place for more than three years. I've had family call CPS. Um, I've had family actually try to talk me into giving my son up. Um, I've had, um, CPS come into my home a few times. Um, based on based on accusations that people just had no idea. Um, So I can kind of relate to your story a little bit. I, I do not know what I would do myself if CPS had taken my son away. Um... I don't even know what to say, you guys. I, I don't. 
I, I'm just in awe that this happened to you. I, I'm, I'm actually just, wow. I, I don't know how you cope. I really don't know how you cope. I, I, I couldn't do it. Not with four boys. One was bad enough. Um, going through that with one. Um, but like I said, I moved around a lot. Never stayed in one place for more than three years. Oh, I mean, a lot of mothers and fathers really can't take the loss, and they they do commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, stated that I've tried. You know, there was there was times with Sarah that, um, um, you know, her and I went round and round. You know, she was just like she I'd was fight a, with her. I wouldn't want to sign court documents. She was a bastard. I'd case. say I'm fucking done with this shit. Yeah, I'm done. You know, and, and and because I mean, we we filed a lot of documents. It was too many. I, I, mean, oh, I, my I wrote a lot of documents for her to file in court. That, well, and, the phone battery on that phone is low. Can we act? Can we unmute mom's uh, mic on her phone? Yes. <laughs> It's under Carla Johnson with the lion face. Okay, there we go. Okay. Okay, there we go. Go ahead, Mom. So, you know, I did. Um, Here, I'm turning the battery down. Go ahead. Sarah would get mad at me and she would tell me, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm not going to sign any more any more court documents. And I said, oh, like, hell, you're not get over here and you sign this, you know, and, and I believe really in my heart of hearts that the only reason that Sarah is who she is today is by God's grace. I mean, God has, has been there ever since he took her, you know, Jesus took her hands that night and told her, you know, that, uh, I always cry because, you know, I mean, he told her, Jesus told her, I will never leave you. And, you know, God's grace has stuck by her. And, you know, uh, he's good. I'm probably a pain in his rear end, though. I'm telling you. <sighs> Serious. I mean, God, God is good. Perfect. He's, you know, yeah. and, and, and I tell her, if, you know, all the time, if, if he brings us to it, he's going to get us through it. And I know that, you know, God doesn't lie. It's it, it, God's grace is, is really, you know, we've struggled a lot, you know, financially, uh, emotionally. We've never gone without them. You know, but, but God finds a way to take care of us, you know. Oh, and you know, about the whole coping thing, I'm, I, I would say that I'm trying to cope. Um... You know, I, like I said, I'm not perfect. Um, I trying to overcome, you know, um, to overcome drinking. I'm going to just admit it. I, I, I have to overcome this. And um, that's just the ugly truth of it. You know, fighting for 13 years, um, I'm exhausted. And, um, you know, it's not like I just get belligerent drunk or anything. I, I'm just tired of feeling that 
I don't even know what it's called that to fill that void, that emptiness, the four holes that are in my heart. Um, I'm just tired of leaning on that. And, you know, you can only overcome what you go through by bringing it to the light. So I'm not perfect. I can't say that I'm not, you know, medicating myself with alcohol because I do, you know, not all, all, not like completely all the time, but I do. And, um, you know, when you're in the fight, as long as I've been in the fight with my mom, it wears on you. Yeah. And that's why I just want to tell everybody that's going through this that is probably on some type of substance. Like, I get it. And you're not alone. And the first step is admitting that you have a problem. And that's what I'm doing. I have a problem. I'm tired of medicating. I want my children back. Well, our hearts certainly go out to you. And as patriots that have been fighting this for a couple of years now, I get you saying that you're tired. And I've only been fighting the patriot portion of it, along with others of us that talk about just how tired and wore out we are and we want it to be over. So for all that you've gone through for so many years, um, I can't even imagine. And we really appreciate you coming on tonight and giving us your story. And um, there's going to be several of us praying for you. And Sam, would you like to close the evening with a prayer for us? Is he still on here? Yeah, looks like he left. Yeah, he's gone. Um, Jen, would you like to close in prayer? Oh, there he is. There he is. Sam, could you end us in prayer for this family, please? Would you mind? Sam, are you on here? Yes. Could you end a prayer for this family um, as we close out tonight, please? Yes, I can. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this meeting we was able to come together in. Thank you for being with us. Father, we, we look to you for all our, our needs. We thank you and we love you. Father, I ask to cover everybody that's in this meeting, cover them under the blood of Jesus Christ. Protect them as they go about their uh, usual days. And bring, um, how can I say, um, Father, bring, um, we're looking forward to something for you to move and I'll um, show us something through, through the light, through Trump or whatever. But Father, we know everything is going to work out in your in your way not our way but your way uh we ask that you 
continue to watch over us and let us come um, um, keep keep continue to keep the love together and father i thank you and i love you and i say amen 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 Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, everyone. Appreciate you guys uh, bearing with us for kind of being all little, little all over the place. Um, well, that's that's so powerful. The power of prayer um, pulls down strongholds. Yeah, it's that. So, yeah. One more question, real quick, Carla and Sarah. Have you guys thought about writing your story in a book? Yes, including a movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. We're awesome. planning that on doing all that. Awesome. <laughs> when, when, it, when it's all over, uh, we want it to be a lifetime movie. Yeah, we want this to... So we just need the right director. And so just anybody that has any ideas how we can, you know, make this go out... Um, let us know. Send your send your people our way. Yeah, really. Um, you can find us on on Facebook, but uh, or or maybe it might even. I mean, I'm not going to put my number out there right now, but I'm just saying it might, might even be easier to use my my number because they just block you on social media. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm I'm not quite of a, a as much of an activist as Sarah. I. You know, I'm I'm pretty 